Hello? Hello, hello, Adam. Hi, James. Hey, how's it going, Chico? Good. I think we're not able to hear Adam, and maybe he doesn't hear us, but I'm glad I hear you. Likewise. Adam, hello. call us from your phone, from your other account. Hello? Ah, there we go. Fire. Why is uh, <laughs> it's not working? I don't know, but but been has uh, been adventurous lately. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm hearing everything in an echo. Wait, no, that's better. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hello, hello. James, we missed you last week. We were we all decided to go to your drills class, and none of us showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that almost happened to me. <laughs> Did it really? Times. No. A couple times. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, you know. But we're getting a lot better. You guys better be careful, you know. We're getting really, you know, it's like I can do a friolette now. Damn it. That's a game changer. I mean, I it's can not do a friolette. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I'm even sure say yours friolette. is a lot prettier than mine. <laughs> or in my head it is working who knows you know that's usually a different thing than reality <clears throat> uh yeah but i hadn't promised to be there guys so i didn't bail i knew i was gonna go hiking okay you're forgiven chico everybody Thanks, else james Everybody else is on the shit list. <laughs> <laughs> How's the turn up been? Oh, it's been really good. After Krista put some of that advertising out, uh, last last Monday was huge. Uh, like, nice. Yeah, I didn't count, but it was really big. And then the DJ seminar turnout was, was like, I think there was 27 people or something like that. So I was really shocked and delighted. Nice. With that, yeah. Is it a multi-part series? Um, I'm gonna do something with it, like once a month. Mm -hmm. You know, just a donation-based kind of thing, where uh, you know, I I just uh, give a short lecture, like you know, uh, 30, 40 minutes. Uh, I want to do more multimedia. I just had some some uh, like PDFs that I put up so people could see but I want to do like videos and things like that as well. Uh, but you know, I have to figure that all out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's something I just kind of want to do like a special topic thing once a month because, you know, I was preparing for this DJ thing and I haven't DJed in you know, I mean, <laughs> six, six months is plenty long enough for me to forget a whole lot. So yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. And then what, who's saying with, with, you know, this orchestra is in this year and what, you know, so I, just to keep myself a little bit sharp, I want to, yeah, you know, I no, want to keep, keep, keep doing I want to do that too. I want to join that too. She I want to learn as much. Class. I, yeah, I want to steal more from James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Uh, I started music classes. And I'm working with Emiliano Messias, who's an amazing pianist. 
uh, I'm not learning to play the piano. I'm just learning about music and I'm like learning to read music, but also like learn all the different terminologies within tango music and how to recognize them. And now we're going to go into like different orchestras and like their tricks and their secrets and stuff like that. It's really cool. Learning interesting. Like this week I learned about rubato. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about that before. I'd never heard about that terminology before. Um, and it was like some of the things Troilo plays with and a lot and Darianzo never plays with it because Darianzo is always on timing. So apparently rubato means when you change the tempo within a song. Uh, which is the beat per minute basically is changing within the song. Uh, and some, and it makes the music sort of like elastic in a way. It like sort of feels like it's holding back before it attacks. Um, <clears throat> or it, yeah, it's, it's very James, interesting. James, are you in the bathroom? No. That's the ice tray filling. Hold on, I mute myself. Am I, am I boring somebody, for you? Is somebody peeing right now? <laughs> am I that boring? <laughs> He's like, I'll piss on this. <laughs> well, while we're talking about interesting classes, uh, I wanted to bring up what we're going to be a part of this weekend, the Tango Spheres thing, which is pretty cool concept that Marcelo um, sort of designed and inspired, um, which is a four-part series. And he left me a long uh, voicemail message or text voicemail because those Argentines like to use the texting, the voice texting. Um, yeah. This, um, <laughs> this tango spheres, how we can all come together through our different art mediums um, uh, through tango. I'm going to butcher it, but maybe Marcella will call in and tell us about it. But um, there's a four-part series this weekend. And on and Saturday, on there's uh, Ellie and, and Kelly are going to do something on how to get inspired to dance when you're alone and, and um, focusing on pivoting, I believe. But did you say it's all talk, Chico? So they're not actually going to talk about, they're not actually going to do uh, I I mean, I attend the Tango Sephirs in July, and it was more about like sharing information of what you're up to. So I figured... It's not going to be like a class that they're going to share how they're looking at it and how they're developing things, but I might be wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very nice in the July series that there was a talk on the influence of uh, African-American music. I mean, on African music, basically, on tango. Not the African-American, sorry. Um, everybody is kind of like well, everybody is kind of oh, drunk today <laughs> what's going on I, I'm lying down Does, do I sound drunk not, <laughs> not <lying>. yet <laughs> the other one is in the bathroom the other one I cannot log in in the account the other is like <laughs> I'm lying on my back and Tegan's with us you oh, guys are, are hilarious Hi. Hi, Tegan. Hi. Is this working all right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. Amazing. Every day <laughs> I'm amazed by the internet. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, Marcella, why don't you fill us in on what we're doing this weekend so we know as well. 
We're going to get to Tegan in a moment, but what inspired your uh, Tango Spheres? It's, uh, it's, it's a really cool Yeah, they, the idea is, you know that when we are in our own bubbles, that we are starting to get really into our, what, what we are doing, and actually, and the Tango Spheres concept it is the idea to uh, create bridges in all of our spheres. There is people who love tango writing. There is people who love tango listening music. There is people who love tango researching. There is people who love tango uh, dancing. There is people who love tango DJing. So all of us, we have a little spheres, and all of us, all at the same time, we belong to the tango art form. And in this moment, when I was uh, thinking what to do, I thought that it's a beautiful moment through technology to create these bridges and to start to learn from each other, to create a place where all of us, we can learn from each other, listen to each other, validate each other, and, and keep building our community, our belonging. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What's happening, what's happening on this coming weekend? What do we have to look forward to? Well, the first concept that I, I was thinking is to uh, create a, a place where uh, it is interactive and uh, equi equity, where all of us, we have something to share, and at the same time, uh, create uh, ideas or new inputs on a new inspiration to keep moving forward. So in this concept, in this weekend, uh, the main concept is how to use art and tango particularly to navigate what's happening in the world and, and now in the dancing ways, community ways, and as well in the art form ways. So the first talk will be pivoting in hard times. Ellie and Kelly, they did a very interesting survey about all of our dancers, which was how we can explain the reason that we stopped dancing when the pandemic hit, even though that we were dancing so before. Pivoting is more of like a, a term that they're using, not that literally we're yes. going to be pivoting. Okay, I got you. Exactly, I'm it's a term. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my best to explain it. And then she, they were going to bring some survey, and and it's beautiful the the, the idea that they have in order to uh, connect us all together and make us feel that all of us we live something similar in some way or the other. And when we establish that that realization and and real, and, th and listening to different stories, we can start to plan what we can do in order to. Next, do the next step in dancing. So maybe they are going to bring some exercise. Maybe they are going to bring some ideas about music. We don't know. It's a surprise what they are going to do. So we'll be interactive. We'll be some surveys. We'll be some polls. We'll be some exercise. We'll be yeah. super. The idea is to be really interactive. It's not a lecture. The idea of Tango Spheres is not a lecture. It is interactive to know what is going on with us, with them, and how well we can create something together. This is the first talk. The second talk is my sound, mind, and body. Uh, this is this talk is, is super interesting because I have a friend that is music therapist, and I w I was talking with when we were preparing the talk, we were and was questioning ourselves how come that all of us, even though that we are listening the same song, we feel different things or we hear in the song different things. What is the reason? How come that that happened? So I I call Marina, that is my friend, the physical therapist, and 
she will bring some elements that she, she learned and she used in her in her profession to explain and to show us a different way to be present when we are listening music. How music can can be learn how to listen it. Uh, it's, it's really interesting uh, concept. For for example, all of us we have this song that we remember that make us feel and make change something on us. What was it? How come that that particular song hit us in that particular moment? All these questions and new ideas she will she will help us to to explore. Interesting. And then the last uh, and of course with exercise and some some interesting uh, ideas to, to practice with. Uh, and this is Saturday. Sunday, uh, we are going to have you guys click here for Tango 6G. Uh, and that this talk was inspired for, for, a, for a talk that I hear in, a, in one of the events that I am, I am attending to. And the title of that event was Connectivity and Community. Mm-hmm. And how the technology and what happened in the, in the world today bring all the future that was supposed to happen in 10 years, string and, and bring it to this era and how this the community and the, and the connectivity will change in the next two years. And, and my question was, is Tango ready? And what people are doing in order to, to keep nurturing the community? And here we are. Look at James, that he, <laughs> he just, because he's doing these drills, something that before none of us thought that would happen. Now he's sharing with us this idea of how to make it more in, interactive with PDF and pictures. And then we have uh, these people that call and start to figure out how the podcast work. <laughs> something that we didn't have to, to, to think before or deal before. So, and we are. We have you guys that you are going to have some examples, and I have another couple that is working with different ideas, different approach to how to improve the connectivity and community from England. Sylvia and Wisdom, they are doing really interesting things. You know, guys, that we we have our meeting talking what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And the last talk, it it is uh, Tina Tina Rosado. Now, you know, did you notice that in the in the in the art form of tango, which is drawing and painting, many of the draws or many of the paintings are kind of dark and 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 kind of I don't know how to call it old style. Mm-hmm. She. She she brought. Uh, you should see the the paintings that she brought. She brought a beautiful mix between uh, keeping some tango style, but at the same time with a really nice twist of modern modern uh, idea plus some kind of like uh, cartoonish character. And when I was talking with her about this talk, we 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 discover how value. Is simple, simple the concept of there, there to do art, and how art in this moment can help us to deal with some elements that we are missing in our day-to-day art life that we had pre-pandemia. Mm-hmm. Because even though we were listening music, we were uh, dancing, we were doing art, and that art was helping us to to navigate life. And now that we are not doing, we don't have that element in our lives. Why we we could why we don't dare to do some other kind of form of art? And she will help us and she will share with us the story how she 
from one day to the other, that artist kicked in in her life and start to sh share that that art. And she will tell us she, she's preparing some works, uh, kind of uh, idea to us to start to draw some cartoonish and some tango elements. She will share with us some of her technique, so mm, we can I feel do. Like it I don't have enough too. prepared for this. And now. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you place a pencil stuff? and a pen. It's, it's beautiful. Even though me, uh... yeah, <laughs> great. What, what did you say, Adam? I said I feel like now, I don't have enough prepared now for our segment compared to what everybody else is doing. We're gonna have to get people to like. I <laughs> no, I mean everybody's. I think sharing. What yeah, man, come on. It's not like really. Yeah. Well, you better get prepared, Adam. I'm expecting mm -hmm. you to write an essay. The, the idea oh, of the Tango Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something beautiful. Uh, uh, I don't want to spoil the talk, but something that you shared in our meeting, Chico, is I think that's super important for 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 us to to share and and to to feel validated about how hard it was to transcend trans trans adapt yes. to this new era too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Tango's Fear well, is a place that I want- all over Facebook. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was just wrapping this up because we have to move. Yeah, on. yes. But I was just saying that the idea is to Facebook, hopefully the word is out. Uh-huh, sorry. Yeah, I think it's what, what time was that? I mean, if you look it up. Yes, it will be the yeah, first talks, the talks that send it. Go ahead, sorry, I must be extremely delayed because I feel like I'm not <laughs> the, the talks will be all, all, of, all of them start at 2 p.m. Eastern time, New York time. And the second talks are from 4.30 uh, on, on 4.30 Saturday and Sunday. The idea is to do every two months one talk and the next talk as well will be super fun. So get tuned. Yes. That's We're super excited. cool. excited. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. James, post your stuff too in the thread. So oh, yeah. your, your stuff is happening as well. I want to see hey, your PDF a, uh... things. Ah, I'll send them to you. <laughs> I did a DJ lecture hey, back in June. Hi. Sorry. Can you hear me or am I just talking to myself? You're talking no, to no, yourself. No, we can hear you. Sorry, we started at the same time <laughs> as I said hi to Tegan. You okay, I'll tell, I'll tell my story later. Hi, Tegan. No, no, it's okay. Hey, how's it going, everyone? waiting. <laughs> yes. No, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> where, are you, where are you based out of, Tegan? Um, so right now I am calling in from Washington Heights. Um, I, I grew up in mm. upstate, and then um, I've been around. I, I just moved here about a week ago from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, you're local. Now, I mean, now you're local. Now she's local. Now I'm local. Cool. Yeah. Welcome. I am like trying to get in-state tuition. Someday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'll come when this will happen. A lot of people are leaving, <laughs> so I'm happy you're coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I felt like a little salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that those are the wild ones. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to meet James and Marcelo that are online with us as well. They're uh, our regular, 
I don't know. Callers? <laughs> I don't know what to call them. But they're with us A pretty pleasure frequently. To meet you guys. <laughs> we hang around. Pleasure to meet you too. And um, so, Tegan, when did you start playing the violin? Oh, man, I have I had the realization that I've been playing the violin for 19 years now. I started uh, when I was five. Um, wow. As a, one of those little Suzuki kids, I begged my mother for violin lessons, and she finally gave in. <laughs> wow. And that became your career. Yeah, yeah. She was like, okay, I'll, it'll keep you busy after school. And I said, joke's on you. I'm going to go to school for it, too. So. <laughs> And when did and so it what, turn into? Sorry, Adam. Good. No, I'm 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 so late. I feel like I'm interrupting. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. We might. I think we're just like going with the flow, starting at the same time. Um, I was just gonna ask when it. What were you playing originally? What kind of music? And then when did it switch to including tango? Yeah. So I mean. I, I did start as a Suzuki kid doing the like the twinkle twinkle and like all that um, mm -hmm. classical and Baroque music that uh, most people who are learning the violin learn. And then both of my parents are, are academics, actually. Um, they my mother is an engineer and my father is a math professor. And so when they realized that I was getting serious about music, they wanted to make me as employable as possible. So they said, you should go learn viola because everybody needs violas like there's too many violinists. <laughs> Um, so they sent me to the local school to learn viola, and I, it just so happened that the person that was supposed to teach me viola uh, was a jazz bass player. And he said, mm. you don't want viola. You want to learn jazz. Um, <laughs> so in secret, when my mother thought she was dropping me off for my viola lessons, she was actually dropping me off for my jazz lessons. Uh, <laughs> and then word got out that I was playing jazz and there was a bandoneon player in Buffalo who's like, Oh great. Like jazz is, is the neighbor to tango. So we can, we can get you into this tango band. So it was just before high school actually that I played my first milonga. <laughs> wow. Wow. That sounds That's amazing. <laughs> it was my, my poor mother um, taking me to these milongas in, in the city and like, watching her daughter get up on stage as a like 13 year old and then seeing what a milonga was. It was, I'm sure it was an experience for her. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me what is the Suzuki kid? I have no idea what that reference is. Yeah. I wanted to ask that. Oh, Thank no, you. Adam. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So <laughs> this just shows the world that I've been living in, I guess the, yes, yeah, so the Suzuki program is the, one of the more codified pedagogy methods that people use for like the really little kids. It's the one where like, if you've ever seen a three-year-old playing a violin, they, they're probably doing Suzuki, but mm -hmm. Suzuki is the name of, um, of a Japanese man who came to the States and set up this pedagogy system. There's like 10 books that you go through and um, it's very codified. So you're supposed to do like a private lesson at the beginning of the week. And then you go to your group class on Saturday. So it's really this, wow. this like thought process of how to best learn classical string instruments. Almost like cool. he applied some sort of martial arts thing to learning to play music. It's very learning. codified. Yeah. And it's yeah. and like, you have all the, I mean, maybe it is like martial arts. Like when we first started off, you got all your like different colored tapes to show you where to be on like where in the bow to be and how to have right posture and like he always wanted to have more tapes than the kid next to you at class so that you were more advanced so 
Interesting. So how long of a program was that? It, it you know, it's it's really as long as you want to make it. There are 10 for the violin program, there's 10 books that you can go through. And then mm -hmm. you from, from there, you sort of dive. Uh, it sets you up really nicely to go into the canonic classical repertoire. So I, let's see, I started when I was five. And then I think when I was about 10, I started breaking away a little bit from the actual Suzuki Institute of Buffalo. And then uh -huh. just went off with my teacher to start doing some more of the regular classical repertoire, getting out of the, like we what we call the Baroque period, which is like the Bach and the Vivaldi and getting yeah. more into the romantic of like the Beethoven and everything. Interesting. Wow. So have you um, had any, you've been, so you've been playing for a very, very long time. Have you had any moments when you sort of fell out of love with playing? You know, I think I, I've always sort of had this, I don't know if it's like a sunk cost paradox, but it, every time it's like, you know what, this is what I've dedicated my life to. This is what my parents have dedicated all of uh, their, my savings to. So I think whenever there's been any sort of disillusionment, I've sort of used it as, a, as an opportunity to explore a different genre, um, which I think why it's really nice to have the disposal of tango and jazz and classical, because anytime mm. one of them gets a little sad, you go to the other ones. Yeah. Interesting. So between jazz and tango, like when I was talking to Emiliano this week, he was telling me like when he first went to play a tango, uh, he just, they gave him the notes and he had never played before. So when he started playing, he was on the left, he was playing the chords and on the right, he was playing the melody. And like, they were just looking at him weird. So apparently on the left, he's supposed to always play the bass line. So whatever the bass is playing, but in jazz, he said, the piano always plays the chords because if there is a bass, the bass is taking care of the bass line. Um, so that was like, after he played, like they, he's like, we need to talk. And then they explained like, that was one of the major differences between tango and jazz playing with the piano. Is there something like that yeah. for a violin? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think one of the reasons I have, I, I felt a huge affinity for tango is that um, really at its root, jazz doesn't include tango as a major instrument uh, versus in tango, it, violin was there from the get-go. And so there's not really a, like a standardized way of playing uh, jazz violin. Anytime you, you pull out a violin in a jazz club, some eyebrows go up still. So mm -hmm. like we, we've got people that we look for, but that we, we really are just sort of reg, um, relegated to, to the melody and sort of the same thing that you might see a saxophone player doing, but definitely not, the, not as much responsibility uh, on, the on the surface as a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> and like usually, I mean, if it's, a, what's the largest group you've played tango with? Well, let's see. I, I, I mean, the largest would be one of the the orchestra típicas. Um, I, I played with the orchestra escuela de Emilio Balcarce in Buenos Aires, okay. uh, which is uh, uh, one of the larger ones, just because it is a training orchestra. So they want to make sure that we get as many people in as possible. I think we had uh, twenty of us going at once. Wow! And how many were violins? 
we had let's see how many we had eight violinists in that group of 20 and then um yeah two two viola two cello eight bandoneon was incredible and then bass and piano Hmm. wow and it seems like a lot of like at least like the musicians we've connected with like they all mentioned this school of training and this orchestra uh I think, right, Adam? Am I mistaken? Hmm. What do you mean? Like, as like a ground to either they try to get in or that they went through that experience. I don't know. We've been hearing about it a lot, I feel. And I think it's not easy to get into. But then once you get in, correct me if I'm wrong, Tegan, that you get to work uh, with musicians that... No, it's an orchestra, I think, but for training people and you're playing with all oh, these very yeah. experienced, Christine older generation that. musicians. Yeah. Is that the yeah, same it, thing? Yeah, it's, it is, it's a two-year program uh, based in Buenos Aires. This, this year is actually, it, w- it was supposed to have been the 20th anniversary uh, right now, um, but, you know, COVID. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a two-year program. It's not necessarily... Uh, associated with a conservatory or anything but I mean if you're familiar with like Victor Lavagen um, he's really the the face of it all and Ignacio Warszawski um, Mm -hmm. those two are um, really taking the the lead with the pedagogy there and I'm I'm sure Amy talked about the Tango Sin Fin project um, Mm -hmm. that they're involved with of really encouraging the continuation of the traditional tango study yeah Sweet. What are you going to play for us tonight? Yeah, I've got, I've got, (laughs) yeah, I sent you guys a little list. I've got three uh, things. One is just like a standard um, tango canción. It's my favorite tango. It's like the one that really, when I was playing in high school, I listened to all the time. Um, So that's El Día Que Me Quieras. And then, do you want me to introduce them uh, right before I play, or should I go all three yeah, right now? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think introduced as you play so that it sticks to our mind more. If we hear it all, it might get blurred out in our heads. For if sure. you're ready, okay, no so... rush, by the way. Like, we can keep chatting. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, we can. I'll do the first one. I, I, have to, I have to take my headset off and put it on the other side of the room. So I'll, there's going to be some silence before and after, but here it goes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow. Wow, beautiful. Woo! That's wow. amazing. That's amazing. Wow. It sounded almost like a Western. Because <laughs> like you're playing a violin, you know, it had this almost Western feel to it in some moments. It's like always got that twang, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. And the Gitana, too. I mean, it's very, uh, there was some gypsy moments in there for sure. Yeah. And jazz you know, moments. Lot, jazz was, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was really very different and so beautiful. And I love that song. It's, I love it so much. And it's always really interesting to see how you take, like, the sound of an entire orchestra typically, and, like, try to, you try to put as much as you can into an arrangement when there's only one person there. Um, so it's always fun to see what people come up with. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was really the other thing I was thinking, too. Yeah, like, it's you have to fill in what the other instruments are doing with your interpretation, I'm guessing, right? That's different yeah, absolutely. with an orchestra. Yeah, we're really spoiled in orchestra. We just get to play the nice melody and like sit on top and maybe sometimes do some <laughs> percussive things. But yeah, now we have to do bass too. <laughs> Amazing. The lyrics of that song are super romantic. Are super romantic. Uh, yeah, the most. Tell us, what does it say? The day that you love me uh, is the open, the, the sky will open. And all these super romantic. I don't remember the lyric itself, but I remember the sensation. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. Wow. The way that the day that you love me, or the day that you want me? No, the day that you will love me. Okay. Wow. The day that you will love me, the rose will have a new smell, and and it's gone. Yeah, I, I think there's a line too about how the, the heaven will look on in jealousy or something like that. Wow. Okay. Oh, they I really laid it on thick. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> wow. And you speak Spanish, Pegan? You lived I, in I Argentina do. for yeah, a bit, I... right? Yeah, I lived there for nine months. Um, I was a product of our American public school system, so I went down there really only being able to speak in the present tense, um, but w- with enough rehearsals, Gorgeous. I, I can now get by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what uh, yeah, what part my, of the town uh, did you live in? I was in San Telmo. Okay. Mm. What was the best you experience a- of living in Argentina? Oh man, I, I actually, the, what I tell people my best experience is, is actually it happened outside of Buenos Aires. Um, but I, I went down there uh, through the Fulbright program, if you're familiar, it's like a, an international mm-hmm. exchange program. And so I went yeah, down there for any and, field. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And like yeah. there's a, a bunch of different countries involved and everything. But yeah. I went down there with a proposal to study uh how music helps us form identity and community. And mm-hmm. of course I chose tango because I, I was like, wow, this is like, this is the national music of Argentina. And like, it's amazing how every major city in the world has a milonga. And I like want to get to the roots of it. And I got down there and they told me, they're like, oh yeah, like this, like the capital loves tango, but like, that's not the national music of Argentina. It's like, what? Um, and so 
then I started learning about the uh, Musica Folklorica. And mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to go and live in Salta, which is in the northwest. It's like on the on the border with all of the, the western southern american countries and this family took me in for two weeks and we just like drank mate and we talked about um Gizamon and they they're like oh yeah and like if you if you really want to learn why music brings people together you also have to know like the way that people live and so they like showed me how to get the eggs from their chickens and like we made stew together and so it, it that to me that those like two weeks that I spent with that family really summed up all the the best parts of my entire Argentine experience of just people being so welcoming and like immediately bringing you into their family and and just That's showing such a you nice experience what's important Amazing. it was incredible yeah, Nice, so nice. And folklore, you guys remember when we went to folklore and they get people get crazy dancing folklore. Oh my god, I saw this the Penia. Let's go with the with the smell of the barbecue, the wine on the table, and everybody the music, live music, and and and, and oh, everybody I, like. Hey! I didn't tell you. Yeah, I had a dream two nights ago that we were all in a milonga in Buenos Aires. And um, like Alex Krebs walked by and, and <laughs> Guillermo was performing with somebody. And I remember thinking, like we were all sort of hiding down there. This was huh. during COVID. And I remember wow. like thinking like, oh, this is so cool. And then I thought, oh shit, we're all gonna die. <laughs> Wow. What are we doing? That's a drastic change in that <laughs> dream. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of dangerous. <laughs> Regan, did you learn how to dance Chacarera? A little bit. Mostly I I, I watched, but I, I was taught a few steps, uh, maybe a little later in the night. <laughs> <laughs> after a few wines or beers right right <laughs> but that was like i want to mention to everybody listening that if they've never been to a pena is basically a milonga for folklore dancing in argentina and marcelo took us to pena de la ribera which is now unfortunately closed uh but it was like 45 no, minutes moved. outside the huh the Peña Ribera is just a lot further away. Oh, it moved. There. Okay. Yeah. So it's in it was in Olivos, and we took a bus, and we got there in like 45 minutes to an hour. We got in, and it was like still daylight around 8 p.m., 7, I don't know. Like, And you can smell the barbecue, like Marcelo was saying. You see everybody sitting on tables under the trees. It's outside. And you feel like you just came to crush somebody's wedding at the local. Yeah. It's true. And it's amazing because it seems like every table like knows each other. And they're big tables of groups. And then all of a sudden, live music starts. And they're teaching some folklore dancing for an hour. And like people running around. And, and there was one moment... There was one dance and someone grabbed our hand. It was like a big line. Everybody made a line hand in hand. 
and started running around the whole space like little kids do, drawing circles. I and it was nuts. Like we were gonna take down the whole place. Everybody was up, all the tables were empty, and we were all like hand in hand running around the space. Um, yeah, that was cool. I, and that night, I think it rained, but everybody continued dancing. Just splashing the puddles. With the rain, just splashing the puddles. Then we were there till 6 a.m. Uh, it was amazing. Like, and we've always. Yeah, imagine, imagine how it's in Salta where Regan was. That those people, they party. <laughs> it was absurd. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So amazing. So what's next, Tegan? Yeah, so I mean, I think in in light of all the conversations we had um, talking about solo violin and uh, growing up with the Suzuki method, I was going to play a little bit of Bach. Um, and I was going to play a Sarabande that he wrote from the second partita to sort of tie in with our theme of, of dance music move to the concert stage. Beautiful. Awesome. I'm going to mute myself.
That was beautiful. Wow. wow. <laughs> Amazing. Marcella Everybody mutes like, themselves Whoa. and then they get all zoned out and forget how to un. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the story goes with that one that um that this is the partita that Bach wrote right after his his wife passed away. And so I, I always think about that story when, when I play that piece. Mm. What was it called well, again? Super cheer up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks, Tegan. <laughs> that's not where we end. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm so you mentioned that you on. were being trained Sorry. to, like, you know, do this professionally. What kind of work were you doing before COVID hit? What kind of gigs did you have and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so I... I, I was, since coming back to the States, I sort of returned to that classical world, and I, I'm starting school next week. I'm going back to school to attend at the Manhattan School of Music for a degree in contemporary performance practice, which is really just sort of an open-ended degree to, to do anything that you'd like. So I'm going to use that to focus on tango more. But a lot of my uh, other work is, is really in that classical music that's composed after really 1960 is what I've been specializing in. And then I've been doing a lot of teaching as well. So I've been very fortunate since I got back to the States. I've, I've already taught a few workshops on like an introduction to tango for some high school age kids. Wow. Yes. I was just going to ask, like, which age group do you teach online? And yeah, I, so I used to work. Yeah, I used to work with the uh, University Musical Society in Michigan, and they started doing this what they call a performance playground, which is like a video series online. Um, and then I, I also taught at a festival in Mexico, so I got to use my Spanish again, and they laughed at my Porteño accent. But I got to love it. Tell them about some tango too. Love <laughs> it! I love it! Thank you, Tian. Thank you. Tell them how to, to pronounce the S, please. Yeah. And every time, um, I, I don't know what what your guys' thought is on uh, Lengua Inclusiva, but every time I said todes or chiques, they just broke out laughing. I was like, I'm so sorry. It's what I learned. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so how is it felt? How did it feel for you to like uh, give online lessons? Was that the first time you've done that or you had done that before? I, I don't think I've ever really done online lessons before. I mean, there, there's always been that, like, you send someone a video and they give you comments back and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But the whole the whole teaching online thing, um, the I have to say the teaching, the, the quote-unquote teaching in Mexico, which was sort of a live interaction over Zoom, as long as the internet was working, it was kind of nice because I could just wake up in the morning and, like, make my mate, like, I had my mate on my piano bench and, like, we just sat and talked. It was very uh -huh. comfortable, but um, definitely like the, the, the pre-recording of lessons felt very odd to, to be trying to give something meaningful without having any direct feedback or interaction with yeah, the students. Yeah, that's really challenging. Yeah, that's really challenging. And to be able to be yourself in that and not come out like super serious and like... I, yeah, I or disingenuous or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find and it very like, hard to engage with people when it's one-sided. Right, to yeah, know like if I'm being engaging. Space. I know. Exactly. <laughs> You're very right, Adam. 
And I love that you show them the mate too. She's such a such a such a salteña. I can tell, huh? Need the mate. Can't function without it. Every morning or through the day? Every morning. Through the I mean I'm I'm drinking it right now to keep me going right now. How do you like yours? Because Marcella had the whole thing about mate last time just a few years on like how people everybody's preferences are so different so oh, like i had it ingrained in me that i have to take it amargo and i have to only drink it hot hmm. <laughs> um one time i tried to uh, they I, I had my friends showed me one time and they're like this is a treat like other people think we drink it all the time that's just in uruguay like if you're in buenos aires you have to drink it hot <laughs> Marcella, do you yeah. that's cold? how I was taught. Is, is, hot is more safe. Cold could have extra benefits. That, well, <laughs> like, I understand that. Like it's not welcome in a benefit. <laughs> what kind of benefits? If you have some, you didn't go to the bathroom for a while, it can help. I see. Just the benefits. <laughs> interesting that the cold one does that and not the hot. It's very interesting. Yeah, this is the what the legend said. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I was going to say this is another oh, Argentine legend. Oh, no, I checked it out. I'm sure it's true. You, sh you tried it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what does checked out mean? <laughs> Personal experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of, lots of trial and error. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we won't dig into that. <laughs> Thank you. Tegan, do you, do, how do you do with the first sip? Do you spit it or do you drink it? Oh, yes, that's very interesting. At this point, I just drink it. <laughs> It's always a little bit of a cringe, though. <laughs> but do you know why people spit it, apparently? I What I was told was because the first sip will sometimes have leaves in it. But I don't know if that's the real reason. Marcelo, I leave it to you to explain. No, do it. You you, you were there in the workshop, too. so. No, yeah. no, you do it. You'll do more justice to it. Oh no, I'm so nervous now. <laughs> no, you know that is so fascinating because in the in the last tango experience we had a tango, a mate uh, uh, session and the, the teacher was teaching us how to do it, what it means. And, and me, Argentina, I was learning many things about mate that I didn't know. And one of the things that she told us is that in the beginning of, of, of when the Spanish were here and the uh, the... The indigenous people were the ones who were drinking mate, correct? And they wanted to the Spanish and the, the the Catholics. They wanted to 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 priest the priests actually. They wanted to get rid of that uh, that uh, ceremony of the mate from the indigenous people, saying and they create the story that this herb has a devil or it was evil. So the indigenous they thought, okay, how we can still drink. And get rid of these guys who are going to try to oh stop gosh. us to drink mate. So uh, let's do this. So they create the, the tale that if you do the mate and you spit the first sip, you are getting rid of the evil of the of the yerba. The so you can spirit. drink the rest. Oh, 
That's also true. I tested that one out also. <laughs> Super factual. Fascinating, isn't it? You learn. It's so fascinating. But I had never seen Adam when we were in Argentina. Have you ever seen someone spit the first sip? Yeah. I've Didn't never experienced that. I think I have. Wow, I hadn't. And so it was very interesting to hear. In, in Salta, they do it, right, Keegan? They spit the first one. They spit the first one. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I never understood why they drank it in the first place, because it's just like dead grass. <laughs> Just such oh, a junkie, such a junkie. <laughs> You're such a rebel. <laughs> it's like jasmine tea. I love it. I do it in a French press in the morning. I take, I, I put the, oh my gosh. the dry herb in the French press and I, it dry and I take it outside and I shake it. So all of the dust flies away in the wind and it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> And then I, I temper it, and then I put hot water, and uh, and then I have it. So it's really, really uh, not traditional. So you actually mm -hmm. press out the evil spirits. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're like, thank you guys. The the, the gourd and the bambisha also, but you know, uh, yeah. And I like the terere as well. Mm. So cool. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, we are talking Argentine things in a, in a postcard in the state. It's so much fun. Krista <laughs> <laughs> mixes it with hibiscus uh, and makes a, a hamate. She says Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> I like Hama that. Oh my god. Hamate. That sounds very tasty. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Tigan. Even more effective. Sorry. On what what Marcelo was saying, you know, you have to be careful when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times worse, the two together. You have to drink it in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tigan, how do you like the torta fritas? Oh, I miss them. <laughs> everything, everything I miss. <laughs> that is oh, I, how to explain torta frita, Tigan? Did I lead you to you because you is your language? I don't even know if I can like think of it in English. <laughs> it's oh, I don't know. It's just like if you can imagine, like if a little fairy were to just land on your tongue, that's <laughs> what would happen when you eat a torta frita. <laughs> Landed on your correct <laughs> tongue. Sorry. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's, that's, it leaves a lot wow. to the imagination, but I want to try one. Exactly. Exactly. I want it's just like if you think angel. of if you'd like if you think of the fried dough that like is characteristic of the North American like state fair, and you get rid of mm -hmm. all the bad things about it and amplify all of the good things about it. So like not greasy, but like very crispy and light. Um, mm. That's a torta frita. <laughs> oh, nice! Wow. Oh my lord, how I miss that's a torta frita! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Marcelo, you're not allowed to ask any more questions because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, let's, let's listen to our third piece. How's that? That'll help us. Yes. There we go. Yeah, for the sake of my neighbors, I'll, I'll stop making noise before 10 p.m. But... All right, so this last one. Oh, it's New um... York. They don't care. 
Yeah, well, you're in New York <laughs> there now. Might you're be a allowed kids to make noise happening all night. at midnight. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this last one um, is an arrangement of mine uh, using a bass line from uh, Bieber, who is a, a, a Baroque German composer. He uses this thing called a lament bass line. So there's these four notes that repeat over and over again. Um, and then I paired it with the Tango Cancion uh, Bandonion Arrabalero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I called it uh, Bach, Donion, Arabalero. Uh, so that kind of combines the two things that we've heard already today. But here it goes. <laughs> cool.
That was really wow. Cool. This uh. That was really interesting. That was so interesting. I love so it. So you arranged that, right? Yeah, that was, um, and that became the first track on the on the album that I that I made and released in December, which was all just like looking at tango interacting with different uh, different kinds of music. So that was. A Can real you fun put one the together. album or a link? to that in this chat, in this um, message I board? Can, I think so. Can I exit out of the, can I exit out of Podbean and get, grab that link? Or will that yeah, disconnect yeah. me? Uh, You'll probably disconnect, disconnect but you, you. Uh, But we can also do, you can also do it after you hang up with us when we invite the next cool. guest. Yeah. I also included it in the Facebook event. Oh, okay. Um, okay, good. For anyone oh, and who I, I wants also, to. I'll send it to you over Facebook too, if you want to. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, um... Yeah. Oh, Adam, maybe you can post that from your computer then. <clears throat> oh, yeah, so I got it. Right it uh, also, I well, noticed I that somebody has the username Spam and Rice, and I just want to say I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Spam and uh, Rice. Well, they might not even be here anymore. Yeah, oh, bye. <laughs> so, Tegan, I love some you people so click much. in and leave. <laughs> pretty quick because this is an open um, oh yeah podcast so like gotcha it's like a, there's like many many options and people just sort of i see <laughs> check in and out it's and like, see what's going on on podbean i did that one night i was very curious what else people do on like live podcasts so i felt like i was jumping in from one living room to another listening oh. on some conversations between people and then i'm like i'm not interested in this i'm gonna hop to the next one it's very yeah a lot of them are cool. like religious based and then one of them yeah was, crazy. i think i told the story once um i i like got on to listen and the guy immediately like said hey adam and i was like holy fuck i'm out of here <laughs> he freaked me out i think i was the only one listening so he said hi to me right away and i was like adam hi and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I was jumping on a lady too. It's such a month of religious thing here in podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I experienced the same thing. I thought maybe it's a special night for that, but I guess not. <laughs> every day, Sunday. Every, every night and Sunday. Tegan, I have one question for you because we didn't ask you enough questions. Uh, you said like sometimes you play percussive while you, you're playing tango, which <clears throat> like most of the violins do, but mainly they do melody. Was there a certain specific style of playing percussive that you learned through tango, or it was all like methods you knew? There is um, so th there's a lot of different techniques that seem very tango specific. Or if I see them outside of tango, it's because the person that wrote them plays tango as well. Um, and we and that that was one of the things that I learned through the the Balcarce Orchestra. And so it's not so much like a methodology, but it's like the, all these different little tools that you can put in your toolbox. Mm. And so like if you're approaching classical music with just like your hammer and your screwdriver. Mm -hmm. to do your like pizzicatos and accents and things it's like once you go down to Buenos Aires they give you like a power drill and all the different bits and you're like wow this is a lot and it's amazing they all sound very cool <laughs> and this last song you played that you did a lot of like a lot more 
Uh, yeah, I was trying to. I, I, I tried to include as much as I could. Yeah, there's um, there's some of the like the chapita is what they call it when you use the metal part at the very end of the bow to hit the string, and then there's the like strapata, which you usually hear in the bass, but that's like where you, where you get that percussive bow bouncing on the string. Would it um, be okay if you made us hear that briefly? Yeah, of course. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, let me see how much I can. Of course. So like, if I'm just bowing. Uh, that that would be like regular, and then uh, there's the little metal thing where the hair of the bow attaches to the end of it, and just mm -hmm. so it mm. gives you that. I mean, it's very metallic, and it gives you that yeah. nice percussive sound. Um, probably huh. the more the most famous like tango noise that you hear is the chichara, which is where the violinist puts their the hair of the bow on the thread of the of the string, so it's like behind the bridge, which is that wooden piece in the middle of the violin. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like... Like it's supposed to sound like the, the crickets. Yeah. I was just going to say, is that the cricket sound? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. Wow. I, Did anyone amazing. do that? I, I, I heard this in Decaro first. Is, is, is that the origin? Do you know? Yeah, I think... I know, I think starting with... Um, I mean, Desarly, I think, was really when things started to get a little bit more codified. But really, when when there started to be more full orchestras on stage is when they started doing more of these noises. And I think the the Chipita was like the first one that was introduced, and then the Chichada was really with um, the Caro. And then if you if you know the violinist, um, what's his surname? His first name is Casimiro. Um, but there's a, there was a, a black violinist whose his parents were born as slaves, um, but he was really known as the person that uh, came up with a lot of these different techniques. Let me look at his name real quick. Uh, Casimiro Alcorta. Apparently, what I was what I learned was he was born in 1840, um, and his parents were slaves. But then he was able to, to be liberated, and he took up the violin and helped to really get a lot of these percussive noises started. Huh. Oh man, I asked the right person. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. That's so cool. Yeah, that was a great question. T yeah. T Tegan, I wanted to to mention earlier. I I also started violin at five. And, uh, and oh, I, I used the Suzuki <laughs> method for that and, and piano. And it, it, it lasted me until I was eight. And I quit in super dramatic fashion by smashing my violin during a school rehearsal. Oh, <laughs> it was like a kid's version of uh, the uh, uh, Ninth Symphony, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And uh, Jimi Hendrix. Super frustrated. Uh, yeah, no shit. Five-year-old Jimi Hendrix. I was an extremely serious little boy, and I didn't develop a sense of humor until my mid-20s when I started doing drugs. Uh, <laughs> you know. Holy shit. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, and, and then I picked it up again in my late teens. I, I found a, a really cool, beat-up, uh, old Stradivarius copy, uh, copy for almost nothing in this Santa Monica pawn shop. Oh, fantastic. And I, I got a, um, was it a Bill Penn? Is that right? Uh, uh, like bluegrass album. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uncle Penn, you know that. And I, I just started playing along instead of trying to play classical music. And uh, for about a year, I, 
I got back into it, and and uh, and then I quit again. And you're making me uh, doubt all my life back. choices now. You know. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, there's still time. <laughs> there's also, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop a name of a of a band in the chat that you might like. They're called Che Apalachi, um, and they play what they call Latin grass, where they they've combined some like Argentine folklorico with bluegrass. It's super interesting stuff. Oh, wow. So if you really want to get back into music, <laughs> they're a great person to, or they're a great group of guys to connect with. Cool. Super cool. I want that. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm going to listen to that tonight. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, and, and like Bela Fleck just produced their last album, so they're doing really nice things. <laughs> nice. Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. Of course. Thanks for being here with us tonight, actually, more hey, so. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's been, a, this was a nice welcome to New York. I was hoping to be in a Malanga my first week here, and this is <laughs> as close as I can get, I think. <laughs> well, this is our weekly Milonga, actually. Uh, this is why we started this show is uh, we've been running Tango Cafe over 14 years and we just celebrated our 14th year on March 11 and then we had to close so we decided like we never skipped a week so what can we do that we can continue with this and here we are. Well, fantastic. I will, I'm putting this on my calendar now so I know for future Wednesdays. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, everybody. It's nice yeah. to e-meet you. Please be in touch Very about anything. So. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you, Tegan. Can't wait to meet in person one day. Yes. Thank you, Tegan. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, it was guys. really, really amazing. My pleasure. <laughs> cool. Barack, you can call us in whenever you want. Hello. Is, is it, can you guys hello? hear me? Yes. All right, I'm already writing. Hey, long time, man. <laughs> El Turco. Hey, Chino. Que paso? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's been it's been a long time, guys. How are you doing? Good. So, Burak, what time is it for you? <laughs> it's right now uh 4:47 a.m. Oh my god, man, you're the you're the champion of this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, guys, it was good. <laughs> so I just want to talk about this briefly that uh, <laughs> I connected with Brad because I knew he came to the US very recently in August for a project and I thought he's going to stay longer. So I was like, so we're doing this. Would you like to be part of the show? And he's like, sure. So then I'm doing a sound check with him on Sunday or Monday. And <laughs> it turns out he's already back to Turkey. And he's doing sound check with me at 3 a.m. in the morning when I think he's at like 8 p.m. time. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He's like, it's okay. I'm on jet lag anyway. I just got back to Turkey. I can't sleep. I'll be there, 5 a.m., whatever, and here you are. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. Um, so actually, it's perfect because um, on the way back here uh, from Duty Free, I, I got this uh, gin. It's from, um, it's called Perry's Tot uh, from Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys uh, have tried before. 
it's a local brewery um, or distillery, sorry, not brewery. Uh, no, I have never tried it. So it's a rose petal flavored gin. And uh, it's a navy uh, grape. I had no idea what that is. So uh -huh. apparently it's like a 57%. Hi, Adam. Who is this? Sorry, I was <laughs> disconnected. Sorry, I was, I was <sighs> talking for a while, but I couldn't be heard. So I guess I got disconnected. Hi, Brock. <laughs> we hear you. Continue we see you. Gin. You're good. Continue about the gin. <laughs> yeah, so that's some local distillery. And I'm just trying now, so it's perfect timing. So I'm very happy to be here, hearing the beautiful music from Tegan, hearing old, uh, you know, old friends talking. So it's always fun and nice to be talking about Tango, wherever you are, and you know, all different formats. It's and good. Were you in is. Philly? Are you? I'm confused. Are you moving to Philly, or were you just there for a <laughs> short? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't find a place to stay, so it just sucked. Like, um, I had a project to do. I rented a uh, lab space, so I'm supposed to be there, just like burning cash, in, if you think like that. Um, but I think it's because of COVID. Um, so, like, there were no uh, places available, or there was some scam going on. Like, people were doing virtual uh, tours for their apartments, uh, and then you just, like, uh, you know, put some money and then they show you online and it was weird. So I couldn't find places. Uh, and then there were a few uh, places available, but you had to have a car. And then I was like, okay, you know what? This time it didn't work out. So I had to like stay in uh, three different places for like one week uh, each. Um, because uh, like in general, you know, you can find like hundreds of Airbnbs and, you know, on booking.com and there were only five or six available. They, they let their, uh, the hostings on, but like you try to book and then you book it. And then, uh, one day later, you know, they have to get back to you. It says, sorry, man, because of COVID, we are not accepting anyone. But each day, um, it was like that. It added up, like yeah. So, so you're just running around yeah, Philly yeah, trying yeah. to find places to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So yeah, so I gave up, and instead of staying longer and then um, try to find another place for another week, uh, and then I, I I got tired. Uh, so the 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 experiments were done, and I said okay, I go back, and then uh, most probably. Um, I'll head back, I think, 27th or 28th of uh, September. This time, I'll try sure again. <laughs> to get the Airbnb before. But, but you are going yeah, yeah. yeah. to be basing yourself in Philly for a while. In that, Philly. That what's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. So, I love like, Philly. for now, it will be... Yes, um, It's an interesting place. It's... Um, <laughs> I only uh, experience... <laughs> you were like, <laughs> it's not very around, friendly man. here. I used to spend yeah. a lot of time there. I, I show you some really cool. They got great food. You've been there, right, Marcelo? I lost Marcelo. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Yeah. It's great restaurants in Philly. It's like weird. Like okay. everything was shut down. Uh, wow. it was, 
And then um, I think the city had a problem with garbages and stuff the like that. So the Actually, trash the was mayor of Philly's mayor of Philly's on the phone here with us, Gustavo. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Uh, he's the fan, the mm-hmm. fanatic. They call mm-hmm. him. Uh-huh. Goes to all the Phillies games when he's in when he's in town. Well, Gustavo, mm. you can call in and represent Philly if you want. <laughs> yeah. One well, yeah, we oh. I, I I said to go there in 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 I don't 2014 something like that when Fishtown was not a good place. So I saw the Fishtown going up and all the nice uh, restaurants around there and beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful city. When I yeah, first moved to New York, I would go to Philly to dance tango because I was so afraid of the New York community. And so I'd take the bus, the Chinatown bus to Philly, and that's when I met Meredith. And um, and uh-huh. I remember I was in a cab once when I was there, and this guy was driving us somewhere. Not with Meredith, that was with somebody else. And uh, he was like this Jamaican dude, and he's like, the city of brotherly, this is the city of brotherly love, man. Everybody here loves you. <laughs> and he didn't run away. <laughs> As yeah. he put his hand around you, you didn't run away. <laughs> yeah. I was in the city yeah. of brotherly love. I had to follow the rules. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turn your back and bend over. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have to go I was afraid, Gabby, I was afraid of the New York community because I just moved here. I was 22 years old and I didn't really know how to dance tango. And um, It was just a pretty intimidating kind of community at first so philly was like a lot smaller and i don't know and i wasn't I even somebody in the new york in community yet gabby and it was still yeah scary. i knew somebody in philly i moved to new york and i knew a girl in philly that i had actually met in new york and so i went to see her and then like we danced in philly. ah so now we know the truth makes sense <laughs> not the city not the food not the tango brotherly love <laughs> <laughs> so, Brock, uh, Adam, do we have the? What? Oh, we can't have. No, because five I have questions. to use my phone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Shit. Wait, wait, wait. I, let me see. Let me see. If I, I wonder I if I have up. it on my computer. I have it. Uh, that's what I was gonna check. I can do up. the five questions countdown. What is this? A podcast mm. on a garbage. Car. <laughs> now it's garbage. It was a podcast until two seconds ago. <laughs> okay. In the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, I wrote a new song for you. Oh, you did. Here is our five question yeah. song. Here we go. Uh, now or after that? Now, play it now. This is our welcoming song to Burak. No, no. I just, I, I'm just gonna read the lyrics. And Hold see if you, if you can identify the melody. Okay. <clears throat> there I go. Hey, dude, don't get me wrong. I have found you under my bed. Remember, I'm never going to forgive if you leave me and my wife's still here. So let it out and let it in. Hey, let me finish. 
So let it out and let it in. Come on, don't cheat. You promised you'd go and take her with you. And don't you know that it's just you, my friend, just you, the one who would free me from this nightmare. Na 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 na. Hey, dude. Please, please think it twice. Take her now and scrum forever. Remember, I'm never gonna forgive if you leave me and my wife still here, 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 here. Let's go together. I love you guys. Okay, guys, we need to we need to start to put the policy here because this is just whatever. I think I need to I need to chug a bottle of wine to catch up with that. I don't know what okay, he's I'm on. Gonna play the, I'm going to play the theme song, okay? Okay. But you all have to be quiet because I have to adjust. Just be quiet, all right? <laughs> okay. All right, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> that's oh, that's not working. That's not working. Five questions. This is the this is the theme song after Gustavo. All right. What is hey, what is uh, the... <laughs> what is what? <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> what did you say, Marcelo? Bad Johnson. What is Bad Johnson? Bad Johnson can do it live. Yeah, he's not here tonight. Yeah, he's he can not do it live here tonight. But. Brock, are you ready? That's what's most important. I'm ready. Whatever you to play through Five the speakers questions. of the computer, but then the feedback got... All right. Anyway, all right. Hit me up. Hit you up, baby. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Gustavo's song. Sorry, distracted. So you've traveled to... You've created different tango community... Like, you've created your tango communities in many different cities chicago montreal istanbul am i skipping any place you were in miami but i don't remember oh yeah miami. miami i forgot about you miami Damn, dude. Yeah. do you mean in jail or do you mean living <laughs> so no yeah go ahead yeah, no, you go ahead. Uh, so, well, yeah, I mean, the, the community-wise, I think we can we can uh, list Chicago and Montreal um, as like the the long long running um, presence. Miami was really interesting uh, occasion. So, uh, I start going there once a month um, to do workshops and do a milonga at a place Al Capone used to own, one of the places hmm. in Hollywood. It was some sketchy place and some uh, like a really dark place uh, under the trees. It's 
kind of like marsh uh, area, swamp, a little bit swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a beautiful place. And uh, I think Nay uh, and Jennifer, they were also teaching there sometimes. It was a Czech Slovakian, um, like an association, with like lots of uh, old folks do their own, uh, you know, the folk dancing and goulash and, you know, uh, the good Czech beer. Uh, but so, yeah, we start doing a milonga there where mostly the young folks uh, were coming. Mm-hmm. So it was real nice. I think eight months, uh, we did eight milongas. So pretty much I would I, I would go there Friday or Thursday uh, to spend the time with people, um, do some classes and uh, play some beach volley. Um, and then, you know, uh, do the Saturday night milonga and then... Monday, I would head back to um, Chicago. So that was uh, like that. So you did that. Yeah, I wouldn't regularly. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. I mean, the the flights were if you were flying to uh, Fort Lauderdale, not the Miami one, but the Fort Lauderdale, it was very affordable from Chicago direct flights. And there were people really supportive, like most of the time, someone would be picking me up from the airport uh, to Miami. I would uh, stay with some people. Uh, so it was really nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly Kristen and uh, Daryl. Um, I don't know if you guys remember them. Uh, oh, yeah. So of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. You remember that yeah, island, yeah, yeah. dude? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was yeah, probably yeah, the I coolest remember. event Man- I've ever been to. Yeah, like it... it I think it was the first time I burned myself in under the sun while playing oh, football. Yeah? That never happened before. Uh, and then played Darienzo's, uh, Darienzo Tandas to Manatees, the wow. sea cows. That oh, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During yeah. the, the, so a little uh, backstory the... about that. Chris, what was her name again? Christina. Connolly. Christina, Christina, yeah, yeah, Daryl. Yeah, she yeah. rented like yeah. a preserved island off the off in the Florida Keys that you're not even supposed to Key be on. Yeah, right? yeah, there was hole, no accommodations there, like. And we and yeah, she the island was, I think. Uh-huh. No, it was just a, she. She. I was so grateful she invited us to be a part of it because it was, you know, such a small group of people yeah. that were allowed to go. And like, yeah, yeah, this so little island that the, had nothing, you know, <laughs> except no for power, I think. historic buildings. I think they uh-huh, had yeah. power, but mm-hmm. they had no AC, and she ended up even bringing AC on the and the only way generator to was, of yeah. course, on a yeah. boat. Did she bring generators too? Really, everything no. she brought, I think and she, she had to had take out power, yeah. even the chef. There... I think she brought in, yeah. Yeah, no, like all the food, all the air conditioners. I think there was power, but but yeah, it was like a preserve. Yeah. The, uh, the island is a preserve, yeah. so like she did, she got permission to do a special event there, and she invited us to DJ and Avik and Angel, and um, that was just so unique to be on that little. I remember we all yes. stayed in that one cottage together, and you would walk out the front door, and immediately you'd be on the water. <laughs> it was so yeah, fucking cool. and yeah, it was yeah. the most amazing water. Like it was just, yeah. you could walk around the island in ten minutes. 
right? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. like yeah. from <laughs> one end less, to the yeah. other. And there was like just 80 of us living there for the weekend. I think 80, but maybe it was even smaller. No, I, feel like I think it was, it was less than 80. Maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. There were like two tables or three tables, maybe max, like maybe 45, 50 people. Maybe. I yeah, yeah, I think maybe it was that less. Makes yeah, more I think sense. it was like yeah. 45, 50. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. interesting story from there. Uh, do you guys remember the tea lights hanging from the ceiling? Vaguely. No. In the dance, dance hall. There was like a uh, striped tea lights or string lights, sorry, not tea lights. Uh -huh. uh, the string lights uh, were red and white. Um, so after the event, um, so they were going to put in a garbage. Uh, so they were collecting. And I don't remember, but we were talking. So I ended up taking them back, uh, taking them with me to Montreal. Huh. They are still there. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. I love that. I mean, that. what happened? So the shades, we kept them, we cleaned them on. So, and we just replaced the strings. Uh, we got to get a new Christmas lights, to be uh, exact. Um, uh -huh. And then uh, I think one or uh, once or twice we removed it for the Halloween and Carol's. Um, uh, she was doing a few other things. And then uh, I think still the studio has uh, those lights. Wow. wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so That cool. studio you guys started in Montreal. I mean, we've been hanging out with you for a very long time since the Tango Hoven yeah, days yeah, back yeah. in Chicago when you oh, invited yeah. us. Remember you invited us to <laughs> remember you invited us to that to be a part of the festival. Oh my and god, I was we were like, tango babies. <laughs> Shiku and I were what like, did I do that? dance. Like what the fuck? <laughs> We went. We for years we asked you like, dude, that was brave of you. Why did you invite yeah. us to a festival? That was in so if that was in well, two thousand six, you know. I had started in two thousand four. That's right. And you're like, yeah, come mm -hmm. come teach and perform at my festival. And I was like, I don't think I'm qualified to do this. <laughs> I, I want to say something about that festival. We go to Chicago, and I'm staying with friends who are non-tango dancers, and they drive me to where the milonga was mm -hmm. or maybe i hung out with non-tango people ate dinner and then they were dropping me off and we come to this neighborhood where the loft was this mm -hmm. old like uh was that an old factory building i don't remember yeah exactly. it's like a warehouse so like yeah, we yeah. drive here and my friends who's been living in chicago for years they're like what the fuck we can't <laughs> drop you off here this is like nothing's happening here you get like robbed and attacked and this and that. I'm like, it's okay, guys. Tango is like this. <laughs> it can like hide in very uh, unexpected places. So they, I yeah. could hardly convince them to drop me off. And I and I remember. I so Barack, you had you asked us to perform, and we performed to "In the Huella del Dolor" by Fresedo because I still remember because it was our, I think it was our first performance. Wow. And. I our big so too, move, yeah. our big move for that performance was a back cicada that I did to her. I was just gonna say, kid. was it back cicadas? <laughs> James, did you hear that? That's your fault, James. What's my fault? We worked on this move for fucking ever. I'm like, I'm gonna do a back cicada. Wow. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was such a fun event, too. Oh my God, I've had such a good time. You know, it's 
it's um when I go back like in the history, like I look at it, um uh, all these ups and downs and you know mistakes and you know that you learn how to do uh, event organization. That was my first ever uh, event. And I thought like, oh, you know, we should empower the, the women in tango. Then all the DJs were women. Um, that mm. was like, you know. <laughs> well, that's like, way ahead well, of its time. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you learn your lessons. That's why um, I take it. But so I, you ne- I never like, say. I never hire a woman anymore. <laughs> you learn your lessons. <laughs> you don't follow up that with that <laughs> yeah it's good times i'm i'm what really happy you... to you know meet you guys mm. what brought you to the u.s to begin with um yeah so i moved to the states in 2002 first minnesota um to do my phd uh so it was in plant biotechnology I moved to Minnesota and then I realized that I really didn't like the program. I didn't want to do anything with plants. It was very uh, boring for me. Like, I mean, it wasn't boring, but I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then we, um, then we uh, actually, oh yeah. So we founded the, uh, the Tango Club there. I'll tell you a story there. So uh, three years ago, I was in Berlin uh, in a marathon DJing. One woman comes to me and then she says, you're Brock, right? I'm like, yes. And she has an American accent. And I'm like, okay. So, oh, yeah, I, I came here from Minnesota. I'm like, huh, oh, okay. So apparently she started Tango, um, like, I don't know, eight years ago or so in Minnesota. Then she graduated. Then she moved to Europe. She became a professor somewhere in Germany. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps dancing. And then she said, I uh, saw your name. And then uh, then I wanted to say that thank you very much for um, starting the club uh, wow. where I started tango. That was like, I mean. Amazing. Oh, that was very, yeah, yeah it, was, it was very interesting. So well, it's my story started from Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to I think I remember when you were in Minnesota from... too. Um, well, maybe. Maybe. Well, so when I was in Minnesota, um, I went to Ann Arbor. That was my first ever festival. I remember I was like driving there, Fire and Ice Festival in January with my shitbox That's car. That's where like... we met you. Probably. <laughs> oh, Probably. Okay. Yeah, that was our first right. festival. Gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. That was one uh-huh. of our first festivals. Most probably in Birgitta's classes, cold. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Thomas. Yeah, 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 Thomas. yeah. Could be, could be. So here is my question. Like, uh, mm-hmm. this is what I was building up to when I was saying, like, you've started communities, clubs, like, wherever you've moved to, you've always taken a job and organizing tango events, classes, like being involved in the community. And why? What makes you one of the what do you what do you like about it? What's the reasons that first pushed you or if those reasons changed over the years, like would you share those with us? Uh I think it's um like over the years of course the format changes, but there's always something um, uh, like what I can say is uh, if I 
see something missing for me. I mean, at least there is some selfish uh, satisfaction here, right? Like in tango, we all have some um, satisfaction uh, issues. <laughs> That's why we are in tango, I think, that we cannot just <laughs> get rid of it um, or leave it. So it's some kind of an, uh, it could be an event or it could be an experience that it's missing, I think, or that could make it uh, better in a way socially, uh, more social tango. Whatever I did so far, uh, it was more to, um, you know, have something more social, more um, like relaxed uh, and try to get more people uh, into tango mm -hmm. uh, rather than like really something sophisticated only for the, uh, you know, the creme de la creme uh, dancers mm. uh, focus. It was never like that. It was more mixing, you know, um, uh, different people, different aspects. So I always try to work with different people. And I like, I think so far I never did anything by myself. Uh, actually, mm. it's not a good thing maybe <laughs> because it's <laughs> difficult to work with people. You, you learn that. But it's also um, gives you uh, or makes the project more powerful Mm -hmm. So it becomes more than you. Uh, you enjoy it. There are challenges, of course. So perhaps something is missing that I see or I feel that it's missing from that particular tango community and also something challenging. Um, yeah. It's uh, So those things, I think, uh, uh, attracted me to do something. Um, and if there are things done uh, that I d didn't do much, um, like the similar thing happened when I uh, moved to Istanbul, for instance, you know, there are like several festivals and marathons and, you know, everything's happening. And I was like, cool. So I don't like have to do anything. I just go mm -hmm. attend and enjoy it. So mm -hmm. that was good. Uh, but then I realized that it's also, <laughs> yeah, um, but it has its own kind of format. So mm -hmm. it's like a different format uh, that you see. Um, but I really miss the the the, um, the social tango or the more the community building part uh, that we had it so many years in the states. Although the tango level was not uh, good as in Europe, uh, but I I miss it a lot. I see it mm. uh, after I move here, like um, you know comparing to. Uh, you know, the, the times we used to go to the thing in Portland or where everybody would get together in the pr pr uh, Practica, I mean, mm -hmm. at the Portland Tango Festival and other places, the beats and South Bay's mm -hmm. and all different places. In New York, of course, it's, um, uh, I miss those days in a way. Not mm -hmm. that I, uh, I miss the old days as a, how would you say, like, you know, there are some people, I feel like a, uh, you know, these old porteños, but they live right, they, outside they, Argentina. They and then it. you talk to them about tango. Mm -hmm. They change this, you know, it's supposed to be like this, blah, blah, blah. It's not like right. that. Like, in a way, I miss the old times. But it's different. Um, so, and people uh, evolve. A tango is evolving. And then all the crazy things happening around. Um, I think there are always new things. Um so we've been we've been trying to it's been like few weeks here we've been trying to do it like a picnic that mm -hmm. where everybody kind of like if you want you can see each other you don't have to like 
come close and hug each other. But at least you can see, how are you doing? Oh, you're so, you know, changed or you, you get a haircut or a lot of people haven't seen each other almost six, seven months, although they live in the same city. Uh, mm-hmm. But then they used to see each other every night almost. So it's mm. difficult things, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the challenge wise and something um, social that if it is missing, I and if I uh, if I feel that I want to, I would like to be part of such an event. And guess yeah. what? No one is doing it. Then I do it. Yeah. No, I can totally see that about you because I also feel like even the Chicago Festival and you're saying like you just hired women DJs when that was now it's like in the last two years, finally, people have been like uh, been more open to changing the DJs around the US and like uh, and making a point of that. But you've always been pushing the boundaries, I feel, as a DJ, as a dancer. As well, you've always had different answer. concepts to the ideas. Like, I remember yeah. when you did Tango Hoven, and people were like, mm-hmm, well, I mm-hmm. can't go because it's only for young people. And it's like, well, it's not exactly, <laughs> he's not discriminating against anybody. It's just the festivals up until that point have been geared a certain way, and that's, he's, he's trying something different. It's a different model. And um, yeah, yeah, even when you're with your, with your studio in Montreal, it was a, a very unique space. And what, what I also really just like about what you do is more than just, you know, you, you want to you wanna create something that's different because it's not available, but you're also, like you said, you're always help, you're trying to grow the community as well the whole mm-hmm. time. It's yeah. not like you're trying to feed off of what's already there. It's not like you move to a city and only try to feed off of what they've already built. It's like you're doing, you know, it's like a lot like what Alberto and Michaela are doing in Cleveland. It's like you're like, I'm going to come here and I'm going to help contribute new people to the community. And that's, I know, mm-hmm. I think that's always really appreciated, hopefully, by, by most people. Because yeah. that's what we need to keep doing. And it doesn't mean you're making money at a lot of times. Like you're doing this <laughs> yeah. out of the love of it, right? Like that's, yeah. that's also a teller that like it's mm-hmm. starting a club at a school in Minnesota. Like you have no gain but like to bring something you love and involve more people. Do you see the questions here, Barack? Get them. <laughs> uh, Linda, what? Linda, who's from Linda from is from Minnesota, or she was born there, and she asked if you've ever tried Minnesota wild rice or seen a polka band. <laughs> yes, I was trying to type, but I get only faces like the emoji. So somehow my keyboard is not letting me. <laughs> I will, seriously. I'm like, <laughs> it says input your message. There are only emojis, and I cannot speak with emojis. <laughs> yes, oh, I try. I see. And... You can you can press that emoji sign again, and it will switch you back to your keyboard. Yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. But you Smart can answer women. the question here to everyone since Adam already shared the question. Are those three and yes, four? Yes, I. Question three and four: Wild Rice and Polka Band. <laughs> Are they in the numbers? I think we have question. 2.2. 2.2. Yes, I tried the wild rice. Um, I don't remember the taste uh, that much, but I think I think um, I've been to a few polka dance nights because it was either uh, right after the, I mean, right before the milonga. We were sharing the same space, I think, a few places. Uh but uh, Minnesota has a really, really old and really nice band called Mandragora as a tango band. 
Bob Barnes yeah. uh, uh, leads the band. Yeah, they used. Uh, I don't know if they still have it. There was a, yeah, a Lauren Costa there. bar. I was there uh, just and... in the beginning of March. Hmm. Oh, okay. So and um, they had a uh, like a tango night there or uh, Sunday evening. It's free, but then generally the whole community comes there. They sit down all together. They eat something and then they dance. Uh, around the the space, um, they play lots of polkas, like really really good ones, and you can dance to it. Not everyone ah. likes the yeah, idea, Chico, but we went yeah, to that yeah, place, yeah, yeah, really cool. I don't remember shit. We went. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. It's a beautiful uh, restaurant. <laughs> yeah, we were there a while ago, and Paul and Janine hosted us. And on Sunday night, we went to the restaurant. And you dance around like oh. um, on a tile floor, and Bob Dylan used to live like upstairs or something. Was the story? And yep, Hold yep. On, it's yeah. coming back. I mean, yeah. I remember the trip. I remember staying there. I remember Real, the place we went Italian. to on our last night to eat. But yeah, because yep. then we got yeah. snowed yeah. in, and we were stuck there an extra day. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Loring Pasta Bar. Yep, That's uh, Linda says the same. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, so we, what brought you? Yeah. Yes. What brought you up to McGill? You 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 wanted to get. You were in Chicago, and then you went to Montreal, and that, that was a different program. Yeah. So um, when I was in Chicago, I was uh, just teaching uh, at University of Chicago, just had, like a really lecture. Um, but then, uh, you know, it was just the same job and I had problem with, uh, routine. Uh, and I think my tango shows that too. <laughs> so, um, I have a hard time to follow the mainstream, like whatever people do. I'm like a really terrible learner. I just go my way somehow. Um, and then, so every year, the same courses I'm teaching, uh, the salary stays the same, everything's the same. And then at the end of the I think the fourth year, um, they told me, you know, if I don't have the PhD, they won't be able to uh, give me a promotion or a new uh, position. And I wow. said, okay, I have to go back uh, to uh, biology and finish this. Uh, because, you know, after Minnesota, I stopped uh, uh, the, the program. So I was mm -hmm. looking into PhD programs. And in the States, for life sciences, generally it's uh, five to six years. Um, and then I wanted something shorter. And then uh, my last year in Chicago, uh, Blunt and Mihoko uh, from uh, that time, they were Tango Fabrica. They had an amazing yeah, festival yes. called Neo Tango Festival. Um, so they invited uh, uh, me to teach there. And we were fun. young. Uh, we, how, were young. <laughs> we were young. <laughs> yeah. We were all. We oh, were man. all there. <laughs> true, true, true. So that was my first time checking out Montreal. When I went for the festival, I stayed for another week, and then I went to McGill and talked to the department. I did kind of like a scouting a little bit to check yeah. out and meet people in person while I was there. And then, then I decided to apply. And plus, the Montreal had, I remember, oh, uh, that was before, actually. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I just remember now. So this is happening in May. And in April, Yale Tango Festival. There was a, 
like a bus full of bus. I think the bus full of uh, tango dancers came from uh, Montreal, like maybe 18 girls and two, three guys. And then, so whoever I meet at Yale, I'm like, so where are you from? Montreal. I'm like, okay, so it's another good dancer. Another good dancer. I'm like, what is this? Like, they line up. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It's like more than 12 girls, amazing dancers. Uh, then, then again, I met them, uh, most of them in May uh, at the festival. So that was kind of a, uh, like a good proof. Okay, so this place is good. I don't have to travel a lot. I can do the program i can finish the graduate school and then i get to dance a lot locally every night you take your bike you go to one milonga another milonga it's perfect and it was except very it's affordable cold. except it's That's freezing right. <laughs> it's <making> freezing <laughs> yeah. five months of the year <laughs> yeah yeah so you but it's amazing you know i really admire montrealers they used to come to milonga dressed like cabbage like maybe 10 layers uh, they would come to the milonga. They put everything out. They uh, like the, all the layers, uh-huh. uh, and then people would dance until two, three, and then they put everything back on. They would bike back home in the in the middle of winter. Most of them, wow. it's crazy. And but or walk, so much, or walk, or walk or a lot. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting, but uh, they love it. So. It's amazing. I yeah, that's that. why I ended up at McGill. Uh, so my first, so I was at Tango Fabrica for nine months or so. Mm-hmm. We moved to Toronto at that time. Uh, then I left the studio. Then I started the graduate program. Then I met Kristen. Then, mm-hmm. um, then we start the studio pretty much. But it was not in the plan at all. Um, yeah. I was going to Vancouver. I remember I was, I was teaching it. I, I love that yeah. space. I, I think love that I, space. You yeah, guys it's, did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Did you guys hear the prayer? I heard it. Yeah, I, I heard something in the background. Is that the... Uh, That's oh, the... Yeah, prayer? the prayer. Yeah. The morning prayer. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> Just kidding. No. I, <laughs> I, I miss hearing that. Get closer. I love that. Yeah, are praying, and you're praying with the whiskey there. Nice. Nice. No, he's just drinking gin. It's not whiskey. It's allowed. So, yeah, it's okay. It's not there is no pork lightning in it. strike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, perhaps my Andros case will get better <laughs> after the lightning strike. <laughs> yeah, feel it is. Oh la la. Yeah. Yes, that's that's what that's how um, I ended up in Canada. I was there six years, and um, end of um, 2016 or no? The, yeah, the summer. Um, so how I ended up in Istanbul? Maybe I should tell about you guys that. Um, so. I finished the, uh, the PhD there, and then then I um, applied for a European grant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that basically they give you a research grant if you get it, of course. And then um, then they say, okay, you know, select one of the uh, universities in Europe, and then start a, a research group there. Mm-hmm. So you take your money there, and then you start something new. And then 
Then, of course, I decided to uh, come back to Turkey uh, to closer to be closer to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I came back to Istanbul. And I'm thinking, why didn't I choose like somewhere like Prague or Paris or <laughs> anyways, <laughs> or Italy it would be fantastic. But yes, that's good. No complaints. <laughs> future plans, future plans. Well, you it's, got it's okay. I think it's such a great city, man. I don't know. It's, it's okay. I like? mean, it's uh, well, I like it like around this time, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. It's empty, it's there are no people. <laughs> I don't like the people, I like the city itself, like the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the tango wise, I prefer, uh, honestly, like, I mean. Uh, not like New York or other places. Um, there's so many things happening, but because there's so many things happening, it's you 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 miss the the genuine genuine uh, the connection here. So uh, so it, it's not it's the also, same. It seems so like uh, I wasn't surprised you started something there because I mean I haven't danced there that much, but it seems so traditional. Mm-hmm. In a way where, like, almost like people are thinking things should be a certain way. Oh and, yeah. Like there's, uh, and I feel you always have a very modern touch of things, and like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, like your DJing, I always love because it's very different than everyone else, and your dance is the same. <laughs> Like I've seen, I mean, it works so well for me because I love hearing different things. I like dancing different styles and seeing different type of events and not like a cookie cutter of things. And I feel you always like create your own thing. And there it feels like it wouldn't be very easy. Uh, You are 200%. Correct. Um, so it's, I mean, you know, you, there are a lot of schools and um, different places to dance. You expect more people, more uh, variety. Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> so here is, uh, everybody is the same. I mean, uh, the, the popularity, whatever is in the fashion, everyone follows it. I think it's the Turkish culture. So it's so. not just like the... Um, how it started bits but uh, what I've seen so far um, the music is the same so they like you know between 1940, uh, 1949 up to 68 that's it like that uh, it has to be dramatic they don't like much uh, wow. Donato, Canaro, Firpo I mean when you play they say when are you going to start playing real music (laughs) so a lot of people are like that yeah um uh, the the there's no cabeceo for instance no one does cabeceo because they only dance with the people they know uh like a new person forget about it uh so the uh yeah wow i was was lucky that yeah yeah. sounds like heaven man I remember For some one people, time yes. There were, it sounds you know, we, like heaven, huh? Yeah. We were in Istanbul. I was in Istanbul once, and I don't think you were with me that time. No, and you went I after went out, someone. 
<laughs> yeah, I went out. Oh, yeah. And um, anyway, I went out dancing, and you recommended me to Murat's place. Was that his name? Yeah, 333, Ashraf and Murat's place. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and it was a nice little small place. It was really intimate, and I went there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was hanging out with him, and I danced a lot, and it was really intimate. I really liked intimate small spaces. And he was like, look, yes. you got to go to Eki's across town. It's like the place to be tonight. You know, take a cab over there. And I go to this practice. It's not a practice. Milonga Equis, I think it was called. And there must have been a thousand yeah. people there. And I walked in and I was like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. Like, there was Is no way I was going to get too? any. It was enormous. It was like a, a huge. And, you know, it felt like a festival. There was vendors. Everybody's dressed up. Wow. The dance floor looked like a dance competition. <laughs> like wow. I thought mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. was competing yeah. with each other. It was crazy. And I just jumped back in a cab and went back to the other place. And I was like, there's no, I was like, no way. I'd much prefer this place yeah. where I can sit yeah. with you and chat and a beer and dance a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. Nothing changed. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Every wow. night is a competition. Wow. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, so I don't, uh, so most of the Turkish tango dancers don't travel abroad. So they don't get to at least dilute in the European scene or in other places. But uh, a lot of Europeans and Russians go to Istanbul, no? Women, yeah. So oh, uh, followers are coming here and then these guys are... So the system is here. It's like a carousel. The carousel, the horses are here. And then the new... <laughs> <laughs> what a great analogy. It sorry. keeps turning. It keeps turning. The new clients just hop on, hop off. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone is happy because all these girls coming from Russia, they don't get to dance there much. They come here all night. They're the queens and princesses. They dance all night with the good, uh, yeah, uh, over the, uh, like the majority is a good dancer, so not bad, technically. But so the, the embrace is a, I call it pseudo milonguero. It's like fake uh, clothes, I call it. It's like um, looks close, but it's not really close because, um, uh, it's, uh, yeah, so it is, well, you can't do many things, you know, if it's too close. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's one but plus one. <laughs> I don't have much experience. I just went to one of the really big festivals in July years mm-hmm. ago, and it was gigantic. You had a good and like time. Adam said, I'm I prefer cozy things. Well, at the festival, yeah. I felt like I didn't know who was local, who was visiting. I was like, I I mean, it was amazing to see, and I had a good mm-hmm. time. But I always have a good time. But I had. Uh, uh, Times that I had good time dancing in Istanbul is whenever I go to 333 because it's just small mm-hmm. and intimate, yeah. like Adam said, and there's good leaders, there's good company. Um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but it does so, seem always very traditional, and I was always wondering, like, how you would feel there. Like, yeah. So, like, you know, um, first time I DJed here was in uh, 2015. So like a year before I moved here, mm-hmm. uh, that time the milongas were, the dynamics were changing. There were new milongas opening. So um, like those years, I think it was the last time that the milongas had a lot of people and really good energy. Uh, then it starts declining. Uh, 
Hmm. I don't think it's because of me that I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same year. It's like uh, the 2016 or so. So uh, people don't go to the milongas. They rather go to the practicas. All the practicas are packed. I mean, so everybody has a practica. I think there are 11 or 12 pr uh, practicas in Istanbul. The, the nor, uh, you know, more than 25, 30 people go. They're all packed um, uh, during the day. And most all of them are on the weekends, never in the, the weeknights. It's always Saturday, Sunday. It's a uh, practica day. Uh, Sundays, there are no milongas. It's always a practica day. And it's packed. So um, uh, people, they just like to brush their the figures, the whatever the technique they're working on. Uh, they're working on that. It's always working. Never just having the joy, feeling the music and feeling the connection. Um, so the milongas are very quiet. There are a few milongas are really packed uh, since like last four, three, four years. Uh, but like three, 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 we did. Um, Sai was uh, kind of like one of the organizers of uh, the Wednesday nights uh, at three, three, three. We took over from Eshef. They moved it to Saturday. Uh, I mean, the same space. We are inviting the different, the same DJs, but people were not coming. So like ten people, fifteen people, and and but these guys have like seven hundred, eight hundred students, for instance. So. Uh, it's not a people stop dancing, but people stop um, going to the milongas here. Hmm. They don't see a value, uh, but they so keep dancing. Weird. So weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like, uh, how the COVID will uh, make any difference on this, mm -hmm. but uh, like last three, four years, it's like that. Interesting. Maybe there will be a change yeah, yeah. after. Yeah, I mean, could be. Adam and there are no new couples coming in. That's the sad part. Hmm. So uh, it's, you know, you'll always like to see new talents coming in. They start teaching. Mm -hmm. um, but here it's like the same old, same old. It's like right now the, the third generation, uh, the folks, like the teachers uh, and organizers here. Mm -hmm. um, but there is no fourth generation yet. I see. We'll be there. Don't worry. Yeah. So it's always right. the, the hardest <laughs> thing to bring to bring in beginners. I mean, it's and and, and then to keep them and, and to create that what you're talking about and community and all of that. That is, I mean, takes so much more effort mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. and and so much work and. And we don't we don't sign up to be in marketing, you know. <laughs> we don't, we don't say, you know we want to do it a baksakada. You know, we want to figure out the baksakada. We don't want to like spend yeah. uh, ten hours a day on uh, social media and all this. Yeah. But that's the work if you want to. You bring in the new people and uh, and then keeping them is a whole other science, and that's different in every culture. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a treasure to to any community to have people who put in that work. You know, but, totally uh, agree. You guys, I got to get going. It's been wonderful listening and hanging out with y'all. Thanks, yeah, man. Thanks for joining us again. James. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hear your voice, man. I'll, I'll, I'll post the drills link, uh, uh, the, just the Zoom ID number. 
Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Here in the and, messages before I go. And do you have it on the weekend, this weekend? Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't want to say too much. It's the breakdown of the drills uh, because it, it uh, conflicts with uh, the... Uh, oh, what we're doing with the thing of spheres. Yeah, it, well, it starts at well, five. And it's the well, only, then wait. stop conflicting. Post it, please. Yeah, oh, okay. It's very different yeah. things. I mean, yeah. very different <laughs> for sure, things. For yeah, sure. it's very, very different thing, and I would love to attend if I can make it. Mm-hmm. Okay, super, super. Cool. Uh, and, and love you all. Big hugs. Take care, man. Thank Likewise. you. Likewise. Peace. Yeah. Yes, care. keep it per- keep practicing yeah. the back sacada because it's muy importante. It's <laughs> <laughs> my move. It's my move, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Besos. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. So, Barack, I wanted to ask you, um, who were some of your early big teachers, big influences? Oh. Uh, (laughs) I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you a secret. Uh Yeah. uh, So I started dancing in 1999, December 1999. Since then, how many classes I've taken, it's it's really awkward because I'm thinking that why didn't I do more classes? I, I suck at learning, I think, for tango. I'm not a I wasn't a good tango student. So I think the influences I'm gonna give you like a different example. So for instance, um a pulpo fixed my ganchos uh-huh. in the uh, the middle of morning at eight AM. He woke up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he said, okay, <laughs> Turco, wake up. I'm going to give you a private lesson, but we have to do it now, like right before breakfast. It was a 25-minute long thing, the ganchos, because he said he cannot keep watching me doing terrible ganchos. So he said, like, he had to fix. So that was influence for me. It just clicked in my head. Why was um, Where were you there at 8.30 uh, in the morning? Yeah. What, what, what's Denver. Uh, oh, Nick's, okay. yeah, Nick's house. <laughs> Makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think my inspirations were more kind of uh, how the dancer uh, saw the, or the, had a vision in tango in terms of, uh, I mean, I always had the Spanish as the barrier, as a language barrier. So then I never knew what they mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I took a few classes from like Navera, uh, Salas, and Chicho, but I didn't take a lot of classes from them. I didn't take privates from them. So I cannot say that, wow, it's a lot of influence. But the inspiration-wise, um, there were a lot of people. I mean, my first uh, influence, I think, that I've uh, felt was Omar Vega. He came to Minnesota. It was like back in 2003. Uh, and I was there for the workshops and then that was the time that I started dancing milonga or I felt like I can dance milonga. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pulpo, what did you learn uh, Om- from Omar? Omar, he, he, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm <laughs> sorry, stop dancing like American, start dancing like uh, Turkish or something like that in Spanish. Everyone laughed. So I was like, what the hell? Okay. So I don't know. I think it was the confidence and being comfortable uh, when you start uh, mm-hmm. dancing. So it wasn't really like a stepwise 
uh, even was it like I don't remember honestly. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Other influences. Um, uh, in terms of the connection, uh, Luisa Paez was a major influence. From uh, mm. we, we always give the names of men. I'm just really tired of this thing. You know, they're only yeah. the maestros, and there are no maestros. I'm like, well, yeah, terrible. I was gonna say like Eugenia, uh, maybe as well, if I recall right, but maybe not. Um, well, I stayed uh, in the same place with her uh, for a month, uh, except the sharing the taxis. We didn't share much uh, tango, but I see. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but who who else I can say? Uh, so Cecilia Garcia, to... definitely. Ooh, cool. I love Say it again. Love. We love working with her too. I was going to ask, what did you yeah, learn about yeah. connection from Luisa? Um, so it was with anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Amazing dancers. I think it was more like. Just forgetting about leading and following, it's more kind of dancing and kind of meeting in the middle uh, from both uh, partners. So it was more like, a, okay, just like, you know, open your ears or it was more, uh, the feeling was like that. So then I had to feel more, okay, I have to be more uh, receptive uh, to the partners uh, than uh, adjust myself. So in terms of the or keeping the connection dynamic hmm. um, because we talked a lot about like okay you start dancing good there's connection 30 seconds gone or you do something and you lose it and then mm-hmm. you try to get it back uh, those times I think we worked on uh, a few things um, and you have uh, a very Horacio Godoy yeah uh-huh. you have a very unique musicality so like you really need to like both you and your partner needs to be in that uh, communication yeah, connection yeah. zone to um, yeah to you find know, I, each other. So the the real secret. So when I start tango, like so, let's say nineteen ninety nine, then I moved to Minnesota. Uh, so four years I did uh, the cross step, basic cross, until two thousand three. Wow. I stopped doing it. Uh-huh. I stopped leading it and backstep and the crow basic cross uh, or eight count basic, whatever, uh, until 2015. Hmm. I, I don't know if you remember, like, you would never see me leading a no. uh, cross. <laughs> I mean, from the basic cross. So, but then 2015, I said, you know what? Like, maybe I should start doing it again. Because I, I miss it. I don't know what happened. So, uh, yeah, uh, those things. But I cannot tell you that I had a mentor. I wish I had a mentor that uh, kind of like is a couple I'm talking about mentor. Uh, um, so would be fantastic to kind of, you know, show me the way. But it didn't happen. C'est la vie. So, but yeah. But I, uh, I mean, like... It's uh, there were a lot of people, not necessarily amazing dance. The the teachers, I mean, popular wise, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of people inspired me. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, just yeah, watching them just talking to them. It doesn't have to be a mentor. I think like you learn from differently, like from teachers, from dancers, by dancing, by yeah. being at the milonga, by taking like it's can be so many ways to learn tango. That's what's also unique. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys remember Seta? Maybe Marcelo remembers definitely. I don't know what he remembers. Seta in Buenos Aires, long time ago. Seta, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I love practical. that place. I love those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what was it like? Uh, like do you want to, uh, so you know better than I you know? Uh, it was the same style of Practica X, too. That bunch of people now going together and just practice and chilling. No, no sensation of me. Yeah, like yeah. there were people doing uh, aerial dance. There were clowns, I think, or some people in costumes. Um, they were mime artists uh, doing like dancing and stuff. Like I remember those things. So those were, you know, this is happening in 2003. Mm -hmm. um, so interesting things in even in Buenos Aires. And then I remember um, the, uh, who was it? Um, Anyway, I couldn't remember now, but I remember the name. So yeah, it was. I think it's the social aspect uh, inspires me always. Seeing people yeah. um, dancing in a social setting. Yeah, yeah. So now it's what six a.m. <laughs> Terrible. You're like when uh, you went like oh, I can't remember, and I'm like, well, yeah. duh. It's like. <laughs> 6 a.m. now and you're oh. still like sounding more awake than any one of us. <laughs> I remember, I remember now. Paludi had a uh, some secret milonga or uh, like a private milonga. Ezekiel Some Paludi. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a ver tile warehouse or something like that. Mm. Um, that I had a chance to be there, for instance. It was interesting. Like you could see... Uh, Julio Balmeseda, you know, uh, rest in peace. He he was singing. Uh, Macano brothers were playing piano. Uh, Corina de la Rosa was dancing with Chicho, and like all these different things. Um, you know how they do it in the Brussels Tango Festival, mix and mm -hmm. match kind of things. So that was interesting. Like until then, I haven't seen such um, uh, uh, like a different. Um, the performances they were not really performances but it was good things and it's really, really like nice. artists jamming together basically. exactly that's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And that's, then that's when you is. find that sort of atmosphere in any art form it feels like like you're there when people are making art and mm -hmm. not yeah. just like performing or anything but they're part of that experience uh, feels always very unique and that's usually I don't know, after like, hours yeah exactly yep. and that's yep. why yep. like jazz clubs here would be like 2 a.m I, I don't know i loved like few times i've been to nublu here would be ihan Ershain, who's the owner he would show up after 1 2 a.m and then they would just start jamming uh, nice and like people enjoy that like as an audience because it's more, more informal there is, yeah, it's more mm -hmm. authentic. There's less rules and less expectations. Like, um, 
I sometimes feel we put all these like boundaries to the art we make. Well, we, I, we do. I don't know. know. Yeah. It's like trying to, I don't know if it's trying to fit in or if it's like we learn certain ways and then when after hours things happen, there is different layers show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're all very self-conscious. I mean, you all... Where were you? Yeah, I mean, self-conscious huh? in those moments sometimes, and that's why. But then yeah. when we're feeling more free, we let it let ourselves go more. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's good for um, kind of um, like resetting the uh, or restarting the uh, the mind, I mean, the tango mind. I'm talking about like, or if it is in jazz, uh, I think it will trigger a lot of things too. So. Uh, these moments, uh, the brain maybe needs it, or the mind needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up, right, Chico? <sighs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because I think Burak Poor needs man. to go to bed. <laughs> I just feel bad. We just, have, we just like, have seven oh more questions. No, no, no. We just have seven. Uh, yes. <laughs> Give some coffee. Right. We'll Can I have a rain check? <laughs> no, Marcelo, can you help me, man? <laughs> We're gonna wait so, for yeah. the noon prayer, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Funny. No, but seriously. Yes, the new players well, are at, at seven, right? So you need to. <laughs> <laughs> when you um. When you no, it's at Philly, noon. Yeah. When you get back to Philly, and hopefully when this is over soon, uh, let me know. I want to come down and show you around town a little bit. Sure, definitely. That would be fantastic. Yeah. He's going to show you around like a brotherly love. Yeah, baby. <laughs> with, a bro- with, a, with a brotherly love. <laughs> yes. yeah, but I really appreciate you guys, what you do. Amazing. Um, and I was talking to a few people. They said, like, so what is this podcast? Like, uh, you shared it. I'm like, um, like, imagine there's none, even one Turkish podcast, like, talking about Tango, like, at all. It's, Come on, like one person does like some radio show or it doesn't have to be dancing. It doesn't have to be a milonga or opening a dance school, Um, Mm -hmm. but people don't do it. It's I really appreciate what you do. And I really appreciate, you know, Marcelo and and a few other other people who are here um, joining. It's it's a collective effort. Um, I love you all and keep walking. Thank yes. you. Yes. Really appreciate. We are trying. <laughs> make up, We're make up. We're still learning to walk. We're still learning to walk. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, man. No, it's but. Really good to reconnect. Yeah, exactly. Yes, always, always. Yes, Burak. Yes, absolutely. I, and thank you for as well to validate what we are doing, like the Chico and Adam effort, James with the practice, uh, I with the. With the tango spheres, I mean, fair, yeah, I saw that, so, yeah, yeah. So all of us, we're trying to do that, keep the community going, and do something about this. Amazing. Yeah. It's, right. it's a difficult job. It's a good job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep, man. Go to sleep Thank before you, yeah. the, the prayer, <laughs> so you get ready for the prayer. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Burak. <laughs> yeah. Muchas gracias. Well.
Talk to you soon, man. Okay. Ciao, guys. Ciao. I love you all. Thank Ciao, you very much love again. You too. Thank you. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, guys. That was fun. So, that was fun. I'm going to ask one thing to Adam and Marcelo before we let go. Hmm. What did uh -huh. you guys feel about the prayers when you were in Istanbul walking in the street and stuff? How does that sound to you? Like, do you, did you enjoy it? Does it feel weird? I'm always curious because not having grown up with it, I wonder. Hello? What kind of an effect it has. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, my phone keeps going dark because I'm distracted. I actually don't really remember, to be honest. I've only been there a few times, and it never stuck out to me So to remember it, you know what I mean? Like, huh, interesting, because there's like five times where that happens, and it will like really no, I know, puncture through the air, and yeah. I mean, I remember hearing yes, the sound go off, and then like, but I mean, I didn't pray or anything, so it didn't really affect what I was doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. Linda said, very calming. Yeah, I find it to be very mystical and calming. For me, I had two, two experiences with that because the first time that I went there, we rented a, a room close to one of the mosques. Not a big one, one of the normal mosques, right? And it was really interesting to wake up with the, with the prayer. And the fascinating thing is that it's one guy there standing and screaming <laughs> and it's so loud, I mean, but not loud in the bad way, but just uh, strong. So for me, it was fascinating the training that this person had in order to do the prayer in the in this tower and so loud and, and not, not just screaming like we'll be in a demonstration, but yes, like singing always, right? So yeah. it was beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful experience. If uh, it's a good singer, it's a really beautiful experience. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there is, there is some off ones too, for sure. Ah, I didn't but, know, but the one that the one that was in my hotel was really fun and really, I mean, we woke up and watching him and and I was impressed about the 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 the, the faith that he put in the in what he was doing. He did mm. really believe what he was doing, and yeah. it was beautiful to to see that. And the second experience that I had with the chantings was in the mosque itself. We, it was in Wishwak. I think it was the, one of the biggest ones, but it's not the blue, the blue one was outside. One, one big one to outside. Okay, uh, Suleimani. Uh, yeah, yes, that one, Suleimani, exactly. So we needed to wash our hands and before going. And, and so we were, uh, we were there uh, and uh, we looked like we were right to the moment of the prayer. And then everybody start to see it and, and start to do the, the, the bowing. Mm -hmm. And the guys started to, to sing. And it was, wow. I was there in the middle of a, it looked like it was a mass or ceremony or the beginning yeah. of the ceremony or something like that. So they started prayer. It was really, really intense, actually. I am Catholic and I go to the church and I've, I've, I know, it was similar sensation. It was similar sensation when the singing happened. Well, I feel very, I feel the same like when I go to a church. Like I don't really practice religion. I don't really believe in a certain specific religion. Uh, but 
when I go to a place where people have that spiritual connection and when there's prayer, I feel like it really can feel super spiritual. doesn't matter if I believe in that particular thing or not. I really feel it in the space. And um, I don't know, I love visiting inside of churches. And I love hearing the morning and the evening prayers in Turkey. It just feels like, I don't know, yeah. The scent as well, so, something beautiful that I remember in the in the mosque, the, the smell, the scents, it was a really nice scent there, like in between uh, all, uh, alls, but as well, like spirits. It was really, the smell was something that struck me the most there. You got Maybe. lucky, man, because I've been to mosques where all I smelled was feet. I really not. <laughs> well, because everybody take their the shoes, shoes off, off yeah. But in. they need to wash the so, head, the feet before coming in, right? That was the supposedly yeah, to. Yeah, uh, but like the shoes smell. Ah, it's gotcha. Not about the feet smelling, so like I've had the experience of that as well. So I'm because I, maybe maybe what I'm thinking now because it's one of the mosques, the biggest mosques, and they take care of care for it. There is many tourists there. So I guess yeah. that they are putting incense and and yeah, nice possible, thing. Possible. <laughs> I've I've smelled sweat and feet sometimes. Okay, I, I did. I didn't. I didn't have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, it's so interesting. And yes, what Linda was saying there too, when I was with my ex, with Armel, and we were in the front, right? And then the moment of the praying came, we, did, we standed, it was really fun. We were like in the middle and then the, the people started to get ready, right? And we were like, what we do? What we do? I don't know what we do. So <laughs> we saw the ladies, the ladies going to the side, and and I said, okay, follow them, and we follow we follow them. So you end up with I end up with the ladies in the in the, in the back side. The guys all in front. I was with the ladies in the back. That was fun because I didn't know what to do. I was so long. <laughs> it was fun. I love it. Hello? It was really nice. And the 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 the, the letters. The I don't know the. the the ornamentation in that box. I remember that was blue. Everything was blue. It was really nice. Hmm. Cool. Thanks for sharing. I just got curious because I was recently, I think, talking about this to a friend, with a friend, and how we had completely different experiences about it. Um, well, guys, I'm losing connection somehow, I think. Hello? Well, Marcelo is losing connection too. But yeah, let's wrap it up. Oh, he lost too. Yes. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you for letting Thanks me know again, about Marcello. the smells because next time I will be sure that be <laughs> I, check, I check that thing first. Yes. Everybody who's in the chat, spare. Check that out. <laughs> important, muy importante. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, All for right, listening. guys. And. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, as well. And see you in the weekend with Tango's Fears, guys. Everybody who is yep. uh, want to join, they have forty percent discount this now for yes. today. Just did for right the now. podcast. You have right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay, guys. Bye, bye.
Thank bye, you. Marcelito. Bye. Bye, everybody. Like Adam, I miss you. I miss you, good too. Night. Have a good night. Bye, everybody.